everybody. Welcome to Ultimate Insider, Bear Insider's podcast. I am Mike Pulaski, and today, I don't want to, but I got to. We're talking about that UW game. It was a very disheartening game. From a perspective as an analyst, it was really tough to watch because it was really tough to talk about. And so my partner, Justin Allegri, and I um, had a difficult time up in the booth trying to make good of that game on the air. So that was a tough one. Um, as a coach and former player, it's a tough one as well because you could see how difficult it was for the Bears to get anything going out there really offensively and how defensively they had a really tough time with that UW offense. I told you last week when I did my preview of the dogs that that was a really good football team and it was a phenomenal football team, especially on offense. That said, that's the level you have to compete at. If you are, if you want to play at this level in college football, that's where you got to compete. And so as a guy who personally took the best UW team in their history down to the final play of the game, that was disheartening as well because I have you know fond memories of battling with that team and there was no battle at all in that game, unfortunately. Before the defense ever took the field, the Bears were down 14 points, uh, pick six from Ben Finley, and then a punt return for a touchdown on the second possession. And uh, again, tough to watch. Uh, so let's give them credit. UW is a really, really, really good football team. I saw some uh, members of that 91 team and the 90 team up there. Talked to those guys for a little bit. By the way, uh, in terms of NIL, uh, that Washington team has a whole lot of money uh, invested in that team in terms of big NIL money. So that's another thing that Bears fans and uh, Bears alums need to consider is, is if you want to play at that level, the game is changing around us. And so the Bears need to find a way to keep up in terms of NIL. So... Um, I had heard somewhere in the ballpark of $9 million on the offensive side of the ball in terms of NIL money playing. That's a lot of money for a team, but the guys that they paid obviously are putting out. It's receivers, it's quarterback, it's all of that. Um, but there, there is a lot of money in that team, and that's where it is. Uh, let's talk about quarterback play first. Uh, ben Finley at times, was pretty good when you watch him on film. He did some good things back there. But you absolutely cannot, cannot make the panic passes. There's a couple. The first interception for a touchdown, pick six, you are taught from a time that you are a young quarterback that you never throw back into or across the middle late. It was simply a slant shoot. It's, it's one of the first routes I ever learned to throw as a quarterback way back in high school, slant shoot. And you pick one and you throw it. It's either the slant or the shoot. You make your decision right now. Well, receiver stumbled coming out of his break. And so Finley tried to reset. He was going to throw the, the shoot, the quick out. He tried to reset, throw the slant back inside. Absolute no-no. Quarterback, cardinal sin. Never throw back across the middle late, period. And he did, and he got caught. And it was a pick six. So bad decision in the moment, a little bit of panic. The next pick came when he was uh, throwing, trying to get rid of the ball as he was being sacked. And once again, panic, just threw it out there, not looking where it was going, not thinking about what could happen, and ended up getting another interception. 
And so two panic passes for touchdowns, and it was a big deal um, that should not have happened. And the third one uh, threw into traffic when he should not have. So um, anyway, rough night for Ben. Uh, tough one there. That said, he could have used more protection. Everybody across the board had some issues. There were protection issues uh, on the offensive line in terms of trying to win one-on-ones. And then there were also times when it appeared on film that the backs would go the wrong way and leave guys unblocked, free hitters at the quarterback. And so all of that's bad. On top of that, there were alignment issues. And so alignment issues are pre-snap. These are things that you need to know going into it. And I guarantee you that the coaches were not teaching them to align improperly. I guarantee you, I know Burl Toller, I know Jake Spavlo, I know these guys, I go to practice. They were not teaching them to be out of alignment, out of proper formation. And so covering up receivers who went downfield became ineligible downfield. That's, that is a mental error. And in part, it's because the environment there is so loud and raucous and overwhelming that they need to bring that performance and anxiety down so that they're just playing within their game as to what they're trained to do. You play at your training and players need to learn how to bring those emotion levels down so they can play at a steady focused uh, level. And they just didn't do it in this game. So that was tough to watch. Their defensive backs did a nice job of containing separation. Even the balls that we caught, the deep ones, the great one-handed back shoulder catch by Jeremiah Hunter. And then later on, the deep ball down the middle of the field uh, that was an underthrow that worked out were both phenomenal catches to win versus one-on-one, but they were both very tight coverage. Guys were right there. And quarterback threw a good ball in the first one, threw a bad enough ball in the second one that gave receiver a chance. So those were great plays for big plays. Um, and the touchdown especially, that was a phenomenal catch by Jay Hunt. I like that play. Um, but there wasn't a lot of separation out there from the receivers. There were some open guys. Finley hit some open guys. There were some good play calls out there. There was some stuff that wasn't going to work so well. So that's... That's just where it is on offense. The defense was di- really disappointing because the defense I felt had a really had a good chance of being a top caliber defense. Now that saying that said, we were going up against UW, who has a top. Uh, they have the number one passing offense in the country right now, and you spotted them fourteen points and then gave them three more off of an interception later. So, you know, defense kind of had a hand tied behind their back before they ever started. But UW was really good through the air. Knew they would be. I thought the Bears would challenge a little more in the passing game. And then I thought that the running game was a weakness for UW. Their running back's actually really good too. The offensive line for UW is phenomenal. Those, there's a lot of really good football players who will play at the next level. But I just thought the defense would have performed better in this game, and they did. And again, they kind of came into it handcuffed with 14-point deficit to begin before they ever hit the field. So I think the whole team was kind of stumbling. The team as a whole took a punch in the mouth. 
So that's what it is. That's my opinion of it. Uh, I don't need to beleaguer that point anymore. Washington was more physical. They had more swagger. And they brought the funk in this game. And uh, Cal was not able to match it. That said, I talked to Coach Wilcox a little bit earlier. And so here's that conversation right now. Joining me now, head coach Justin Wilcox. And coach, that was a very good football team, first off. Washington was a very good football team. So we'll kind of get that out of the way. Uh, that's They're going to compete this year, potentially for a national championship if they don't stumble. However, um, a game like that, give me your thoughts on that game because that's tough. I, I played one up there in 90 when I felt like the field was uphill the whole way and they had 14 guys on the field all the time. We got beat 49 to 7. And I imagine that's what it felt like for you guys. Yeah, we just uh, – the start of the game – really put us uh, behind the eight ball against them. You know, you're going to have to make every possession count. You're going to have to scratch and claw. you got to force field goals on defense and get some stops late in drives and uh, move the ball on offense and, of course, play well on special teams. And, gosh, uh, you know, the pick six, the punt return touchdown, I think in this – I think it was the first quarter, basically, we gave them – spotted them 17 because you give them those the, – the pick six, the touchdown – uh, and then we had one other turnover turned into a field goal. So there's 17 points that we basically spot them. And then, you know, even after that, you know, we, we got a drive going on offense, had a great catch by Jeremiah to score. And then, you know, we just never, we never picked up any momentum. I don't know that we ever turned any momentum in that game. Uh, we had a chance again, um, after an intercept, we got an interception on them in their own territory. And then we unfortunately threw another interception back to them and they scored on that drive. So there's kind of another turn right there. And uh, into half, we were trying to actually go quick. We had about three or four, three minutes in change. We were trying to go, we had three timeouts, I believe at the time, we were going to try and go score, stop, score, because they were getting the ball in the second half. So right. trying right. to create some momentum there. Uh, and then we we uh, didn't score. And then uh, I think we punted it and we didn't bat. We could have down the ball in the one and we didn't. And then they come out and score right before half. And so it was just uphill the whole time and uh, just not good enough football to play uh, and compete against a team like that. Yeah. And to your point, you say not good enough football. We'll talk about the quarterback in just a second because there were some throws in there. You just go, huh, and scratch your head. But it was also more than just that, right? The alignment issues in and of themselves must have drove you crazy as a head coach. Yeah, I mean, there was um, some issues. We had a couple pre-snap things that weren't great. Uh, a couple guys, I think, that, uh, you know, working through some of that in-gaming anxiety, uh, mm -hmm. starting to mm -hmm. press, you know, felt the, you know, the adversity in the game, and maybe we didn't respond cool-headed like we, we need to. Um whether that was offense, defense, or special teams, and be able to regroup in a hostile environment. We did not do a good enough job of that. Um, and that's why I kind of talked about there's always going to be momentum in the game. And you when you're when you're facing that adversity and they have the momentum, we gotta be, you know, cool, calm, and collected and execute, play good football and not maybe get lost in the moment. And I felt like a few guys probably did. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think that kind of that covers it because there were there was running back blocking assignments. There's a line blocking assignments. And then there's receivers that are just kind of falling down in routes too and not creating separation. So it was across the board. When you go into a place like that, I actually did a pregame video that I'm putting up on social media about having the field feel the same when you're playing 
as it does when you're walking through beforehand when there's nobody in the stands. And hard to regulate emotions. Did you see anything from your team going into that that you thought, hmm, they might be a little too keyed up or they might be over the top or something that emotionally they were different? No, I knew they were, I mean, they were ready. It wasn't an effort thing. They were charged up and ready. We talk a lot about what you're discussing. We kind of call it the performance energy curve. And if your energy level is low, which maybe we saw a bit against Idaho, then you're not going to play well. You're not going to live in that peak performance zone. And at the same time, if you're so geeked out and so over the top energy wise, you might play just as poorly for a different reason. So being able to manage your own energy and understand who you are as a person and be able to kind of get into that moment and play the play for what it is and not be concerned or considering crowd noise or the uniform or the time of the game or any of that, you know, and and it's easier said than done, but that's a skill that has to be developed for good players. Learning how to regulate your emotions in a game is absolutely essential. I saw it over the course of my entire career. I saw it in particular in the big game my senior year against Stanford. We had, I think, 13 or 15 penalties or something because everybody was so geeked up going into that game. And you can just kind of lose it, and, and it detracts from your play on the field. So that's a tough one. Um, let's talk about the quarterback play. Obviously, it was a question mark coming in. Ben gets a start. And as you watch film, we talked about the other things going on around there, right? Blocking assignments. Protection wasn't the cleanest. Receivers maybe not creating separation all the time. But that said, he did some good things as you watch the film on him. It's just the throws, the first interception, which you never throw back across the middle eight. And then the second interception really stood out to me as things where as a quarterback, you're like, those are both absolute no-nos and you know it. Yeah. Uh, He did have some good moments. You mentioned he made some good throws. He stood in there and delivered the ball. Uh, But the, you know, those, the turnovers, like those are critical, critical plays. And uh, uh, that position, you know, Ben, Ben can do some good things. We're going to continue to work and coach Ben and he's got to continue to improve and learn from his mistakes. Um, But, and, and Sam the same, you know, and Fernando, everybody's got to continue to improve. And as you well know, Mike, that position gets uh, more attention than any other and it's deserved, but it's, you got to take the good with the bad and uh, it's challenging sometimes and it's going to be hard lesson to learn, but those critical mistakes, boy, they, they can really uh, interrupt the flow of the game. And uh, so we've got to eliminate those. We just, you know, you can't throw those picks may happen. You know uh, you may have a fumble here and there during the season. You don't want to, but we want to make sure that if, if those things come up, that they're, you know, they're earned by the defense and not something that we maybe create on our own. Yeah. I mean, turnovers swing the game in such a big way. And as a quarterback, because you're in control of that situation, it's on your shoulders to make the right decision, right? You can make it a plus, a minus, or a zero. For God's sakes, whatever you do, don't make it a minus. If you take a sack at that point, okay, it's a zero. You have to punt. You come back and do it. But but don't throw it to the other guys. And I think the, the panic pass, especially at the end on the when he was being sacked, you know, pressure on him. Rather than throwing that ball away, he just kind of threw it blindly. That was the one to me I went, hmm, that's, well, that's a tough one. Yeah, we can't have those. I mean, just there's no two ways about it. I mean, we 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 did bust the protection there. Um, there's no doubt, but that might happen. And now it's the quarterback's job to, you know, not make a bad play worse. Exactly. And let's exactly. punt it and make them go the 
the length of the field and um, maybe we get a stop and get the ball back, you know, and that would be the defense's job at that point. But uh, yeah, you can't, you can't turn the ball over um, especially uh, you know, in our own territory or for touchdowns. And and so we've got to learn from that. It's just, uh, as you know, that makes it very, very difficult. So we got to work with Ben and make sure he uh, learns from those mistakes and then, uh, continue to work with the other quarterbacks so we can get some consistency going at that position. Absolutely. And and kind of finally, special teams. I know how much you guys practice special teams. I know what an emphasis you guys have on it. That punt return, I mean, that that's a killer early on in the game. You talked about it a little bit. Touch on the mentality for your team being that special teams is such a point of pride for you guys. Yeah, that one that one stung. And, you know, probably the one guy uh, in on our team for the game that played well was the punter. Um, he, he punted the ball really well. That one wasn't his best hit one, but it was still a, a, a solid punt in a good spot. Uh, our gunner, our right bullet, we call him, uh, won and was unblocked. We didn't make the play. Um, we had one other guy that got blocked for way too long. I mean, there's, we have to be able to get off of blocks and get down the field. Uh, and then we didn't, we weren't able to get the guy on the ground after he kind of, we had an overlap with the center and the guard. And then we didn't get him on on the ground with our right tackle, shield, and punter. Uh, obviously, that uh, Adunze, Rome Adunze is a very, very talented guy, but we've got to be able to, if we're if we're unblocked, we got to be able to slow him down or make a tackle. I mean, I should we we got to make tackles, and then if we don't, then we have to have the pursuit and not get blocked the whole down, so we can get him on the ground again, give the defense a a chance to go play. Uh, play and not not give up a punt return touchdown oh, those are killers yeah killers and they just changed momentum and and that team against that team was a really good football team we, you know we talked last week about their dudes three dudes at wide receiver um one of them mcmillan didn't play but you know of them roma dunze played jalen polk played and then a phenomenal quarterback as well behind a really good offensive line just for a second touch on how good that offense was yeah, um, very, very talented across the board. I mean, nobody even talks about the right, uh, the running backs and the tight ends, but the, those guys are talented too. Uh, they just don't get the same notoriety. I think if they're playing on another team, they probably are the stars of the show. Uh, but that O-line uh, and those receivers and that quarterback, uh, I've been doing this quite a while now. I don't know that I've ever coached against a more uh, – uh, accurate passing attack with such threats that th those guys had. I mean, I've done this a while and I was trying to think of that. Um, you know, the, uh, the accuracy that that guy throws the ball with is impressive. Uh, but it's our job on defense to knock the ball down, uh, tip a ball, you know, get the quarterback off his timing, get him off his spot. And we didn't, we didn't do a good enough job of that against a really good team. And like I said, you, you have to be, you have to be able to take the field with the defense, um, you know, zero, zero at worst, you know, we didn't do that. We were, I think it was 14, nothing before we took the field. And then it just, like I said, we never were able to create any momentum. Yeah. Like a snowball coming downhill. That's, I mean, it's, it's tough once it gets going like that, especially in their place, right? Their fans are good about it. They have the whole show around the game. So it makes it tough. So this week the bears take on Arizona state. And this is a game early in the season, but they need to win this game because if they want to get to bowl eligible six wins, they're going to have to have this game. From here on out, it is a rough go. 
Stanford is showing weakness right now, so that's potential to win the big game. But the rest of the schedule, there are no dogs on it. The Pac-12 is a rolling ball of butcher knives this year. SC looks phenomenal. Just watch their game versus A-State. They, they look fantastic this year. Oregon looks pretty unstoppable against Colorado. Utah will literally put you in a four-finger death grip and choke you to death during the game. They're just gnarly on defense, uh, and they are tough to beat, especially at their place. So that's another one. Oregon State is physical. They run the football, and they just got beat by Washington State, who looks really good. So I don't see a lot of holes in the schedule for the Bears where they're going to go in as a favorite in any games. This week they come in. Uh, so far, I think it's plus 10. Um, they're giving away 10 points in this one. They're the favorite. So they need to get this win. That's a, It's a big one for them. And if they don't, it's going to be trouble. We talked to Coach Wilcox about the Sun Devils a little bit ago. Let's take a look at that. Arizona State this week. Tell me about the Sun Devils uh, from film study. Yeah, defensively, real active, negative plays. The defensive coordinator is Wazoo in Nevada. We've watched him on defense for a while, very aggressive, four down front. Uh, they got some good players on defense. Offense going to look like, uh, you know, kind of what Oregon ran last year, multiple personnel groups, multiple shift in motion, uh, some deceptives. They're very aggressive. I mean, they called a fake punt on their own 25 or 30-yard line last week, fourth and – I think it was either fourth and five, fourth and seven, something. They threw – it wasn't even a fake punt. It was the offense was out there, and number four, the running back, received it. And he's punted one, and now he threw this one, and he's thrown a few passes this season. So, very aggressive. Uh, the running back's a good player, a kid from Sac State. Quarterback we played against who's a Notre Dame transfer, so you know he can play. Um yeah, there, it'll be a battle. I mean, it'll be an absolute battle. They've kind of been through some quarterbacks, too. Um, you know, I know Pine was hurt early, and then Rashada played, and now Pine's back. They've been through multiple quarterbacks as well. Uh, tight end's a talented guy. So, yeah, it'll be a battle. Yeah, they've had a little bit of trouble in terms of offensive production up until this last week. And, you know, Fresno State, they got blanked. Uh, and But SC, they went out and they scored – what, four touchdowns. So talk about the difference. Yeah, night and day. Um, they, they turned the ball over in that Fresno State game. Just some, you know, sometimes that happens. It, I, I don't know that, you know, it's not like there was bad plays. It was just a uh, tip ball. Maybe a, something happened on the read. Maybe they didn't see a guy in coverage, something like that. Uh, and then they came back this week and in this past week and scored, uh, you know, four touchdowns on a really, really talented USC defense. So, you know, it's in there and we got great respect for them and expect uh, to see that, that offense we saw this past week. So I always appreciate coach Wilcox uh, and his candor. It's can't, it can't be easy coming into a game like this. I'm sure he is as disappointed as anybody about this uh, being the head man there, but a tough one going in once again, a state cam Scadaboo. The running back, I watched him a ton since Troy Taylor was up at Sac State, and Troy's my guy. And so I watched them a bunch. Uh, he is fun to watch. They had him throw, I think, three or four passes this last game and punt. And so he does everything from that running back position. He is tough. He is physical. He'll take direct snaps. He is a do-everything back for them right now. They are down to their third quarterback, and the quarterback, Drew Pine, who we saw last year versus Notre Dame, I don't think he's a very good quarterback. I think he struggles at times. 
the Bears need to take advantage of that because uh, Arizona State doesn't have their first two guys healthy. So Drew Pine is the guy they're going to go with from what it sounds like, and that's a distinct advantage for the Bears. On offense, uh, Badger is one of their guys. Uh, he's also a big return guy as well, so need to kind of avoid any big returns, no special teams foul-ups this week, and need to play good back-end defense uh, against Badger as well. Offensive line is a patchwork for them. They've, they're down five guys up front. They've got issues, and so it presents some opportunities for the defense. They play sound, play the way that they have been trained to play the way that I've seen them play at their peak, then the Bears' defense should be able to handle this week. Offensively, I think this defense has some speed. However, USC carved them up pretty good, and I think that that potential is there. Now, USC turned the ball over a couple times in that game too, which is why that game seemed closer than it actually was. Physically, USC was a better football team, period, when you watch the game. So Arizona State stayed in it. They clawed. They ran trick plays. You know, like I said, they had Scadaboo throwing the ball. They did all kinds of things down there. You'll remember Bo Baldwin, who is old offensive coordinator from Cal, down there as the offensive coordinator for the, the uh, Sun Devils, uh, along with Coach Dillingham, Kenny Dillingham. So uh, some guys that you're familiar with from Pac-12 play, Dillingham coming from Washington State last year. Uh, took that job, a young guy as the head guy, um, but a hometown hero down there for Arizona State. Anyway, it's an opportunity this week. I think the Bears are the better football team, but Arizona State has some talent. The Bears have to find an answer at quarterback. One of those guys needs to settle in, step up, and play the position. Or we need to see Fernando Mendoza. Something needs to happen. I think Fernando is a young guy. I think... uh, there's a lot of energy into this for him. And so I think if he can kind of step up and settle in right away, if they give him a shot, then he's going to be okay. If Finley is okay, if he's not injured, if he settles in and doesn't have the panic passings, he's, he's going to be okay. And it's the same exact thing for Sam Jackson. They need to get the panic out of their game. They need to get the stress out of their game. They need to calm down to a level where you're playing it at game speed. I've said it several times in the air. And I say it again here, quarterbacks need to get to game speed right now. Make the right reads, make the right decisions at the pace of the game. And if you do that and and just defer to the level that you're trained at, you'll be fine at that position. But if you don't, then it looks like it's looked the last several weeks. So I'm hoping they can calm down and play the position right at at quarterback for the Bears. It will be a huge difference maker for this team. Just you can make it a plus or a zero, but don't ever make the play a minus. And right now the quarterbacks are making plays minuses and causing all kinds of issues in that regard. Anyways, this week I am looking forward to a better Bears team. Last week was painful to watch, and so it has to be better this week. Until then, you guys can catch us on my radio broadcast, uh, on our game broadcast, along with Justin Legri. We'll be doing the game KGO game kickoff i believe at 1201 so it's an early game this week you can also if you want to learn about football if you want to understand the game better go to my youtube channel elite athletes tv on youtube and you will see everything that i do ton of cal footage up there but i talk about play design i talk about quarterback's thought process i talk about mindset i talk about all kinds of fun stuff so if you want to know more about the game, if you want to learn more about the game, please go there. Subscribe. I would love that. That'd be great. If you know any high school players or younger players, 
Elite Athletes TV on YouTube. It's a great place for younger players to go to learn about the game, learn about essential skills and learn how coaches think and learn all about the rules and different play design, all of that, that can make you a better player mentally so that when you get on the field, you're a better player physically. Anyway, uh, I appreciate you guys watching today. For Bear Insider, this is Ultimate Insider. I'm Mike Pulaski. As always, go Bears. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.